Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. It's uh, 2022 on the Really Real Real Estate Podcast, and it's time to report for spring training. Now, while we're still about a month out from pitchers and catchers reporting uh, to spring training for Major League Baseball, spring training for all of you buyers and sellers out there starts right now. Today, we talk about why it's so important for buyers and sellers to report to spring training now and uh, what you should be doing to prepare for the spring real estate market uh, that's going to be here way sooner than you think. You know, all that you were eating and drinking and making merry for the last few weeks. Guys, time to get time, time to time to shape up. Time, time to get time to get her done. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi. Now here is your real estate expert that's going to whip you into shape for the spring training, Jason Wilcox. I'm going to whip you into shape without burning your chestnuts off. I don't know why. That's I think that's going to be the hashtag that sticks around for the next couple of months. For those of you who didn't catch uh, one of our last podcast episodes in December, we came up. What was it? Hashtag don't burn your chestnuts yeah, off. Don't burn your chestnuts. I think my goal is to see how many times I can drop that hashtag throughout all of 2022. That's my goal. Okay. All right. So on that happy note. When does the spring market start? What are you doing? What what's going on here, Jason? What are we doing? So, when does the spring market start? Oh, is anybody's guess. The the running joke in Pittsburgh is the spring market starts the minute the Steelers stop playing, which uh in full disclosure, we're recording this podcast a little on the early side, but by the time this actually airs on uh, Dece- or, uh January, excuse me, January yep. 7th, I have a feeling that we're not going to be too happy with the record. I have a feeling we're not going to be playing football anymore. Um, so by the time January 7th rolls around. So spring market maybe, may come start earlier than, than we would uh, typically believe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, yeah. Uh, so that, that, that's the running joke, but in all seriousness, the, the spring market usually starts when that turn of the weather starts to hit, um, you know, for most normal Pittsburgh uh, weather, seasonal changes, whatever you want to say, you know, usually January and February are pretty crappy. Um, Usually we're dealing with snow, ice, sleet, cold weather. It's usually, if we're lucky, March is when we start to turn the tide. Um, We start to see a little bit of longer days. We see a little bit warmer weather. If we get snow, it's usually not as detrimental as when we see in January and February. So if we had to put a time frame on it, I would say that the spring market usually starts for us mid to end of March going into April. Um, as I've as I've often said, in Pittsburgh, especially when you're dealing with uh, families that need to sell their current house because they they need a bigger house, but they don't want to disrupt 
the the school year for their kids because maybe they're they're upgrading because they need a bigger home for their kids. The running joke is to list it in April, to sell it in May, to close it in June, so we can still close during the summer, so we don't disrupt our family plan, uh, our kids' school year plans, but we can still make sure we get everything in uh, celebration-wise for Fourth of July and our vacation in August before the school year starts. So, really, it's usually that March timeframe into uh, into April that people are starting to list, and that's when you're going to see um, the market start to change, and that's only going to be amplified by the weather. Um, um, if you see that first nice weekend, that third weekend of March, that fourth weekend of March, all of a sudden people want to go out, you know, for open houses because it's not crappy weather. It's nice. The sun shines out. It's nice to go for a drive. You know, we don't have to tromp some three inches of snow to get into the house. That's, you know, for the open house. That's usually what we see is, is when that weather changes. So so the, the big thing, though, is that people need to get prepared ahead right. of time. So we got a little bit of time to get like your house <laughs> or house right. in order uh, to, uh, to, to, so that this will come off. You don't want to start in mid uh, uh, March. You, you want, there's some things. And so one of the things we, all, we always talk about here, Jason, we've been telling people this, I think almost since the first podcast episode yeah. is what get your money straightened out. Yeah. Get pre-approved. It, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So to, to back it up- It hasn't just changed. Spring market, fall market, winter market, get your damn money together. <laughs> exactly. You got to have money. What? I have to have money to buy a house? Get to the back of the line. You're not ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so today's podcast episode, and, and it's funny because I didn't realize until a little bit later how apropos this title was and kind of what I was going for the intro, but it's, it's very simple. The simple fact is this. A pitcher just doesn't walk up on opening day and pitch- you know, 100 pitches in six innings of a game. Uh, no, he had spring training. You know, he was working with the catcher. They had spring training practice. They have, you know, preseason games. There's a whole slew of stuff that they were doing in February, March, and April so that when opening day comes April 9th or whatever it is, this is by far not the first time they've pitched. It's the exact same thing for buyers and sellers. You cannot just show up on April 6th and go, time to sell my house, time to go buy a house. That's not how this works. And if you try to do that, you're going to get lost in the shuffle of the people that started preparing three months ago. That's what today's episode is about. We're talking about the preparation. We're going to split this podcast episode into two. We're going to start with the buyers, what they need to do. Shocker. It's going to probably sound familiar. Like you've heard this before. And then the second half, we're going to talk about sellers um, and what they need to do. And spoiler, it's probably stuff you've heard before. So yes. Time to start with the buyers. Get, get 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 your money. Get pre-approved. Get, Show get, me the money. That's right. I mean, like it's all money stuff from here for you know. So you have to like, if you got that down, you know, the, that's that that that's then you're really getting ahead of the game. If you can get if you can get that, you have to get that stuff together because you're gonna yeah. you're gonna need money. And if you don't have the money, you're gonna you're just gonna be what you're gonna call yourself. Call yourself a kind of, you're not even you probably won't even be able to do it. You know, so just knuckle down. You know, now you've spent the money over the holidays. Now, you know, now it's time to like turn all the lights off in the house. Yep. <laughs> live yep. on, live on a rent Raymond noodles. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the cheap vodka. Cheap vodka. No absolute for you, sir. No absolute. No, no mad, Johnny mad, Walker. Mad, mad dog 2020. <laughs> yeah. Vla, Vla, the Vladimir at the bottom, the natty ice, the natty light. 
Yeah, I see light. You're drinking the bottom shelf that's got dust on it from the last six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Unless I see light wants to sponsor us, and in that case, they're the greatest beer ever. So just (laughs) throwing that out there. If I see light wants to sponsor us, so yeah. So we got we need you need to you need to call Jim Martin, uh, and you know get get start getting approved. You need to set what are your how are you going to pay for this damn thing, right? Yeah. You need money, right? Jason just got done telling you, right? So you got to start saving. You got to start you know working on it. Yes. First rule of the real estate Bible. You have got to get pre-approved. I get asked all the time, can I make an offer without being pre-approved? Yes, you can. You can also walk out of the house with no pants on. I promise you, you won't get far before you get pulled over. Don't walk out of the house with no pants on. Do not make an offer. You need to be pre-approved. You need to get your documents to Jim Martin. You need to, they need to do their financial colonoscopy. They need to pull credit. They need your pay stubs. They need your tax returns. Get it done so we know exactly how much you can afford before we start going to look at a house. Or get a real colonoscopy too, if, if you're due for one. We, we, we want to stress that's, that as well. That's true, because we care. <laughs> We care here at the Really Real Estate Podcast. We want you to get your colonoscopy. 100%. Yeah, and, and 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 then you what? You're going to have closing costs. You're going to have down payments. So that means cash. You got to have some cash on hand. Yeah, yeah. You got to start setting your savings goals. And here's here's the thing. Even if you haven't been pre-approved, I'm going to throw some real basic numbers at you. If you want to put 10% down on a $200,000 house, you could do the math right there. Even without closing costs, you need to have at least $20,000 for 10% down on a $200,000 house. So if you have $64.77 in your savings account, that's not going to cut it. You got to get on a you got to get on a savings plan, you got to get on a budget, um any any, you know, non, you know, life whatever saving expenses, you know, don't spend it on, put it in the savings account, save up as much as you can. You'd be shocked at, you know, the extra four or five, six hundred dollars you have every month. You throw that in and all of a sudden in a couple of months, you've got a lot more money than what you think. You know, and if you're not planning for this spring market, maybe you plan for next year's spring market. But, you know, the more money you can save, the better. And how that gets done, get yourself on a budget, know what your expenses are and whatever you don't have to waste money on. Yeah. You know, Lou hit the nail on the head. You're drinking the mad dog 22. You know, you're not, you're not going to the extra concerts. You're not going out to eat at Ruth's Chris steakhouse. You know, uh, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. I just, I, because it, it, we're recording this and we still have this crazy job market where you yeah. can get paid $20 to work at Starbucks. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you don't, maybe you suck at saving, but maybe you have some extra time so you could work a few shifts at Starbucks Bingo. every week and you could, there's, there's the money. There's your money right there. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and you could do, this isn't like it was a few years ago when those type of jobs were like, yeah, you can make some money. But th- right now that stuff is just like, yeah. I think Burger King or something is like offering like a $1,500 signing bonus or something yeah. like that. It's insane. So like this is the, there's, do you have a lot of options? So if you do, if you suck at saving and you still want to drink the good vodka, this might be, you know, or you could sell the children. I, I, I'm just saying. A hundred percent. Well, if you sell the children, you need a smaller house. So it's a win-win because then you buy a smaller house house. But no, Lou, you're 100% correct. Um, I'm, you know, as a side note, we've never really talked a lot about this. I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan. Um, and I like a lot of what he preaches. If your current job pays the bills, you know, your current nine to five and whatever you do pays the bills, Lou, you're 100% correct. You can go get another job at Starbucks. Maybe you only do it for six months or a year or a year and a half. But if you really bust your balls, you can make an extra two, three grand a year, or, or, excuse me, a month, you know, working at those side jobs that 
if your current day-to-day job already pays the bills, then take that extra two grand a month that you're making, throw that into the savings. And then in six months, you know, you've got 10, 15, 20 grand saved up. We're not talking about asking you to do this for the next 20 years of your life. Get that side job, get that side hustle for six months, a year, 18 months, just to get you some money. So you're safe and get that little nest egg. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just stay focused on what your goal is. Your goal isn't Mm -hmm. to become head barista. Your goal is to buy a house. Yeah, right? your, your goal is to make 500 bucks a week so that you can put it towards the house fund. And in six months, you know, making two grand a month, you've got 12, 13 grand and you've got a little bit of money to play with, 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um... Uh, la la la. Oh, we, you, we, you need a real, you need a real, uh, real, real estate advisor. Hello. Yes. You're not yes. going to do this without Prefer- preferably uh, Jason Wilcox. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, <clears throat> maybe no one, maybe yeah. no one. <clears throat> yeah. But a hundred percent. And Lou, we've talked about this before too. Meet with your realtor, get a game plan, you know, get set up on a, on a, on a listserv through the MLS so that you can be sent properties. So you can start looking at properties, maybe even start to go look at one or two, just to kind of get your toes, you know, dipped in the water, See what's out but there. Get, meet, meet with your, meet with your realtor, get that game plan, figure out what you want, what you don't want. Um, you know, I'm actually going to jump down one here for a second. You know, when you start determining your wants and needs in a home, figure those wants and needs out. Figure them out by yourself or with your spouse or your partner, whoever you're buying the house with. You know, get those get those needs together. I've even had families that have bought houses together, parents and children, maybe brothers and sisters. Get those needs together. Meet with me. Let's get that game plan together so that we know what we're looking for. We can be an eye, keep our eye out so as more properties become available in the market, we already know what we want, what we don't want, and we can put that game plan into action as those properties are coming up on the market 100%. And I'll go one step further. At least in PA, there's buyer paperwork that has to be signed no matter what house you purchase. And so for me personally, when I can, I like to have the buyers have that paperwork signed before they make an offer, because then that crap is just out of the way so that we can focus when the time comes just on writing the offer. So if you've met with your realtor, if you've signed the buyer paperwork, if you got a game plan, meet with them in January or February when we are a little bit slower so that when the market hits, because I'm not going to lie, I'll help anyone buy anything at any time for any price tag. But if you call me on April 7th, I'm going to be running my balls off and I may not be available, you know, later that day or the next day, like you want me to, because I'm sorry, my priorities are with those customers who are now clients course, because they've signed paperwork with yeah, me. They've got course. all their stuff together and they're ready to make the offer if they find the house they want. Yeah. So get your, to get your, uh, 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 you know, your agent or your, uh, your real estate advisor together, uh, the, the, who you're going to be working with. Um, and there's some other things we need to be preparing for, isn't there, Jason? Yeah, so I'm actually going to combine uh, the, the the last two bullet points sure. together, which is um, to start first thing which you need to do we are still very much in a seller's market and so you need to be prepared for the fact that when you find what you want you're going to need to make the offer quickly it's why you want to meet with me ahead of time because when that house comes you got to be ready to pull that trigger asap so you got to mentally prepare yourself for the fact that we may be in a multiple bid situation you know you may be going up and it's funny because people ask me all the time is it still a seller's market i tell them that Yes, it is. The market has cooled off, but it's still a seller's market. What do I mean by that? 
I still have buyers that are making offers and maybe in a multiple bid situation with two, three, four other people. That is still the definition of a seller's market. It's cooling off because six months ago, I had buyers making offers and they were one of 10, 15, 20, 30 offers. So it's it's definitely cooling off, but it's still a seller's market. You need to mentally prepare yourself to be in a multiple bid situation and you need to be prepared for the other aspects of your offer. You know, I cannot tell you how many times I'm writing an offer up for a client and I go, when do you want to close? And they're like, uh, I don't know. When do you want to close? I don't know because I'm not the one who has to be at closing. I hate to burst your bubble because I go to all my closings. I don't have to go to a closing. Realtors don't have to go. Realtors, excuse me. No, I am realtor. Realtors. Realtor. Yeah. Realtors don't have to go to closing. Skeletor. Yeah. Really real talk for a second. I get paid whether I go to the closing or not. My work is done by the time I get to closing. I don't have to go to closing. Right. You, the buyer, need to go to closing because you have to sign the title documents, the deed, the, the mortgage documents. So I need to know when you're available. I've had this happen before. I wrote up an offer for a buyer once who wanted to close on June 9th. Three days later, after we get the contract completely under contract, he goes, hey, man, when are we closing again? I said, June 9th. He goes, oh, that won't work. I'm on vacation that week. Where the hell was this information four days ago? We were writing up the damn offer. Yeah, I, you know, you need to know what is your work schedule like? You know, we have to close sometime during normal business hours, Monday to Friday. What days work for you? When are you on vacation? You know, how much do you want to put down? How much hand money do you want to put down? We've done an episode on hand money, so you're already aware of what that is. What inspections do you want? These are all things you need to know. And at nine o'clock at night, when we're writing up this offer and you go, uh, I don't know. Think about it now. Going back to the multiple bid situation, what are you willing to negotiate on? I have some buyers who are like, screw it. Give them everything, you know, including the, the bread that's still in the toaster. I want this house and I will do anything at all possible to get this house. Other buyers of mine are like, hey, man, I'm getting my inspections one way or another. I am not. That's non-negotiable for me. If if a, if in a multiple bid situation, I have to give up a home inspection to get the house, it's not the house for me. Know what you're willing to negotiate on. Know how much you're willing to go above asking price. Know how much you're willing to put up in non-refundable hand money. Know these things ahead of time so that when you find the house, you're really ready to make the offer and you're really ready to dive in. Yep. Have have it to have have a game plan. Yeah. Jason can help you figure that out. So is it time to move to sellers? sellers. And yep. this is when we say sellers, we mean sellers, S-E-L-L-E-R-S, not C-E-L-L-E-R-S. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seller. Although, although C-E-L-L-E-R-S might have houses to sell yeah. if uh, you've, you've permanently relocated. Maybe. <laughs> To a new address, in which case I will totally sell your house for you. Like, it, it's funny. Random side note. I hear these horror stories all the time um, about, you know, Jessica, Jessica Craig was on telling a great story about how she was showing a house that was, I think, a meth house or something. Look, those houses need sold too sometimes. You're not going to get a whole lot of money for them, but I'll sell them. You know, like I, I have no shame. I'll, I'll sell those houses. So if you get convicted for, you know, I don't know, you know, Grand Theft Auto or whatever, I'll sell your house. I'll get it done for you. So. Jason, See what happens you know when I can, you make a you know joke, can, you never know where it's going to go. You know where I, Jason, you know where I could get a good deal on a crack house? <laughs> well, well, we do live in Washington County, Lou. I, let's just leave it at that. So we'll leave it at that. So, um, so what, what should, what, let's get down the list here. What yeah. should the sellers be thinking about? 
So number one, and I know we're doing it at this not just, episode. Not just thinking. <laughs> it's it's yeah. you know the thinking, yeah, but then let's get into the doing. <laughs> yeah, thinking and doing. Yes, a hundred percent. So we hinted at this at an, at an earlier episode last month. I think it was the episode the ho ho home buying and selling tips for the um for for the spring market. You know, some of those tips that we gave you that if you had some downtime during the holidays, great, go ahead and get started on it. But it wasn't going to be the end of the world if you didn't get to it because it was the holidays and you were busy with everything. Those tips now have to get done. We are, we're through the holidays. We've had our fun. Now it's time to get down to work. Number one, you got to get your projects done around the house. Uh, Obviously, weather permitting, you may not be able to do some of the outside stuff. That's not what we're talking about. You know, you need to get those projects done. If that, you know, if that railing has been loose, you know, for six months that you've been needing to fix get that hand railing fixed, get that loose, uh, loose stair that's fixed. Lou, have you ever watched modern family? Uh, no. Okay. So ironically in that show, uh, the husband, Phil Dunphy, he's a, he's a realtor himself. And, um, throughout the entire series, there's this running joke of anytime somebody has to run up the stairs, they get halfway up the stairs and they trip because there's like a loose floorboard or something. (laughs) And every time they trip over, he's like, ah, been meaning to fix that, been meaning to fix that, got to fix that. It's that kind of stuff. You know, that stuff that you said you're going to be doing, fixing the loose floorboard. Maybe you've got some, you know, I don't know, a, a hole in the drywall that you've been meaning to patch. Maybe you've been thinking about, you know, changing out the countertops or whatever. Whatever it's going to be, you got to get it done. Get those get those DIY projects done, um, you know, especially the indoor stuff. And side note, not just the DIY projects. If you're going to do it yourself, great, fine, fantastic. But what about those jobs that need a professional? You got to call them. Lou, how many times have we said that a lot of the great professionals right now are, there's so much work out there that the guys are, that are working aren't desperate. Though, you know, you mentioned earlier that they're paying $20 at Starbucks to be a barista because they're so shorthanded. Guess what? That's, there's no difference in the plumbing, electrical, drywall, masonry, roofing, windows, you know, department of, of, of home repair. The guys that are good at what they do are backed up for weeks and months at a time. Get those projects scheduled. Um, one of our good friends, Nick Paulus, uh, I'm waiting for him. I literally talked to him beginning of October. I've got the money in my bank account. I am ready to do a full bathroom remodel. He told me he's going to do his best to try to get me in before Christmas because he's just that backed up. Yeah. He's got so many projects and so many other people that want him that I'm on his waiting list. But yeah. he does such a damn good job. He's in demand and I'm willing to wait. Yep. Uh, I just spent an entire week without heat in my house. Nice. Because the they're, everybody's so so busy. And Nick Paulus, uh, I get him first because I have – yeah, <laughs> long story. But I have something that I, I, and he, I, that I gave, I already gave him the money for. So he better, he better, he, he's got to do me before he does you. But let's, we'll just move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, Nick, if you're listening, which by the way, I'm trying to get him on a podcast episode. He's in the so busy. Future. Like he's just, he's running like a madman. Yeah. He is. I, I know. And that, that's why we'll never get him on the podcast because he's so damn busy. But, but again, he does phenomenal work and that's why he's so busy. Yeah. And, that, and it's, and it's not just him. It's a lot of, uh, it, it, most guys, anybody who's good. Is slammed. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you call five roofers and four of them are a month to two months booked out and one is available tomorrow, don't take <laughs> that guy that's available tomorrow. There's a reason. Because the other four are backed up because there's more than enough work to do. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so the next point, paint. Dear God, 
get the painting done. Um, and, and not just paint, but paint with a purpose. What do I mean? Uh, this is the time to get your house freshened up. Um, if, if I can't tell if your door is white or gray because it's so smudged with dirt and everything else, <laughs> maybe get a fresh coat of paint on it. Um, this is also the time I would like to tell you, um, think about your neutral colors. I'm so sorry. I know your daughter's a princess and I know she loves her hot pink and purple room, but no normal home buyer is. So get those rooms freshened up, get the neutral colors out. I've been in houses where I go colorblind because one is hot pink, you know, one bedroom's hot pink, one is purple, <laughs> one is neon yellow, one is neon orange because those were the kids' favorite colors. Great, fine, fantastic. You win parent of the year. But as far as trying to sell your house, my God, I'm going to go blind. So get get the painting with a purpose done. Get your house painted a neutral color, get it touched up. You know, if you can't do it yourself, um, you know, hire a professional painter, get it done. This is a great time of year to get the interior paint done because uh, painting crews can't do the exterior work, but get it done and get it done, you know, neutrally and get it done cleanly. Okay. And uh, what about all that crap you have piled everywhere? If you know, I you know, that, you know, that, you know that room that you, you're afraid to, yeah, just, you open the door and you close, you just throw something in, you close it real quick, like that room. <laughs> or, or, or the room you can't even open the door all the way <laughs> because there's so much shit in there. Yeah. Okay. So if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, declutter, depersonalize, declutter, depersonalize. Two rules. It, one, if you've not touched it in over a year, permanently file it at the curb because you're not going to use it. You've gone through a whole season of Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, you know, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Flag Day, you know, um, you know, Veterans Day, you Poor know, him. National Donut Day, you know, National Ar- Left-Handed Day. Arbor you've Day. Got- you've gone through the whole gamut of holidays. Arbor if you've not touched it in over a year, you're not going to use it. Pitch it. Get it to the curb. And uh, if you've not touched it within the last month, your pro- or 60 days. I'll give you 60 days. If you've not touched it in 60 days, pack it because you're not using it right now. So if you've good not point. touched it in a year, throw it away. Good advice. Very if good. If you've advice. not touched it in 60 days, pack it up because you're probably not going to need it if you're looking to sell within the next 90 to 100 days. And again, depersonalize. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, um, stay on this topic too much. But there are some people out there with some less than desirable intentions. They don't need to know who lives there, what's going on in the house, to personalize, get all the pictures down. We've talked about that before. Right, 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 right. And uh, just like the uh, um, buyer, you need to start meeting with with uh, your real estate professional who's going yep. to be dealing with you, who's going to be helping you with this. Yeah, same, same thing here. I get this question asked a lot. If you call me today and say, come list my house tomorrow, I, I can do it. But it's not desirable. Um, I like me. I'm not going to like you very much for it. No, I'm just <laughs> What's that? I'm not going to like you very much if I have to do it tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and, and the reason for this, uh, you know, here, here, here's what I tell people. When people go, really, you wouldn't want to go out and list the house tomorrow? No. Here's why. I'm selling your most valuable asset. 
do you think maybe you want to give me more than 24 hours notice to get it on the market? You know, with all the preparation and prep work I have to do, not just to get to know the home, but to also, you know, make sure you're prepped and I can get my marketing prepped at the same time. Don't you think you maybe want someone to take more than 24 hours to get it ready? You know, on the flip side, um, and this is just my personal opinion. You know, we've, we've talked about this before. This is my own personal process. I don't know if anybody else does this or something similar to this. I like to come out and just tour the house to see it. I don't feel like I could even fairly price the house without seeing the inside first. So I want to come out and see the house. Let me come out, see the house, tour the house, take some notes, get a feel for the house so that when I come back for a second visit, we can have a better discussion of pricing and comps because I can pick the right and appropriate comps because I've seen the inside of your house. This is a great time for me to come out and tour your house. This is a great time for me to meet you if you're planning on listing in March or April to determine a price to get, you know, to get the, the valuation set. Um, while I'm getting the valuation set, you're prepping the house with the decluttering and the depersonalizing and packing up. And then the other thing that I'm also able to do is I'm able to get a game plan going. By the time I get my photographer out there, he gets the pictures back to me. I get the ball rolling on the marketing. Again, not that I can't list the house tomorrow, but I like to have a couple of days to a week to get the marketing set. If I know I'm listing your house on, let's say, and I'm just picking a random date here, let's say I'm going to list your house on April the 8th. I want to come out and take pictures April 1st or 2nd so that I've got a week to get the photography back from the, the photographer, make sure that's all good, get the marketing rolling, give the marketing department a couple of days to get their stuff together so that by you know the 8th when we go live on the market, all that stuff's been taken care of. Uh, the other thing that I also want to talk about real briefly when I'm meeting with the sellers, one of the things the seller's responsible for is the seller disclosure. That's no surprise. We've talked about this before on this podcast episode. It's a nine page document that's a pain in the ass to fill out. It gives me nightmares having to fill it out and I look at it every day. Um, I like to get that into the hands of the sellers ahead of time. If you meet with me in January or February, you have time to work on that. You don't have to rush it and you can fill it out completely and honestly. And trust me when I say that a more completed seller disclosure up front is going to make your life a hell of a lot easier on the back end because the more you disclose, the less likely the buyer's going to have questions and the less likely the, the buyer's going to question whether you're hiding something or covering something up. So get me get let me get you the seller disclosure closure so you can get that done and taken care of. All of this works out if we get together and we meet ahead of time and we get a game plan. Right. And then you need to ask yourself, or you should be asking yourself at the same time, <laughs> where are you going to be going? Are you upsizing, downsizing? Uh, maybe you're going to go rent for a little while while you figure something out. Like, you know, you need to have that sort of figured out, be figuring that out as well. I've had I've had sellers before. You would be shocked, Lou. You wouldn't think this would happen, but you know, I'll go. Hey, I'm getting house on the market next week. Um, where are you heading to? They're like, Oh, we don't know yet. What do you mean you don't know? Because I'm going to get the house on the market if I price it the right way. I'm going to sell it within a week, and then we're going to close in 45 days. We're moving. What down, do you mean? We're moving down to the Y for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're moving into the extended stay at Marriott. Does Marriott do the extended stay. I'm sure they would do whatever you like. Yeah. During and if they like to sponsor us, we'd love to have them. Yeah. That's, that's definitely got to kind of get, um, yeah, you want to, you want to figure that out as well. This yeah. is some, this is the time to be thinking about that, of course. Yeah, exactly. So that's a no brainer, but <laughs> sellers, never mind. And, we'll and, then there, and then just, then, it's a no brainer. Right. And then there's the legal kind of what your borough township or whatever requires. 
you know, getting all that sort of like, make sure you have that together. Yeah. So this is something that uh, a lot of people don't talk about, but I like to preface this. Every borough has different requirements uh, of things that need to be done prior to selling a house. Almost every borough requires a dye test. Almost every borough. Some boroughs like South Fayette, Peters Township, and Upper St. Clair require a, um, a dye test as well as a camera test. And a few boroughs, Cannonsburg being one of them, Brentwood, Castle Shannon, they require an occupancy inspection. So some might require one, some might require a, a mixture of the two. Cannonsburg requires a dye test and an occupancy inspection, but not a camera test. Upper St. Clair requires dye and camera, but not an occupancy. Dormont uh, requires just a dye test. It's different with every borough. But the thing is, is some of those boroughs, those those results are good for one year. I think in a couple of places, they might even be two or three years um, that you get that stuff done. So once it's done, it's passed. Now, unfortunately, there are some crappy boroughs, <clears throat> Dormont, where the dye test is only good for like 90 days. So unfortunately, you have to wait. You can't get that done early. But if you know you're going to be listing and selling in the spring, why not get that stuff done in January and February, if you know you're going to be listing listing in March or April and closing in May or June or July, if that stuff's good for a year, why not get it done? Especially because if it fails, you've got time to get the the the, the repairs made before closing. I I had one experience once, and oh, I've more than a couple of times have I wanted to 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 kick a realtor in the nether regions but i had one specific time where i was on the buyer side seller was selling the house and the realtor's like oh ha, ha, ha. you know they the the buyer the seller just bought the house two years ago you know and it passed the dye test and the camera test it was over in mcmurray peter's township you know it passed the dye test and the camera test i got no worries that it won't pass it again so she waited until three days before closing uh... she calls me in a panic going oh my god oh my god it failed it failed it failed apparently they missed something the last time that they found this time and shocker and here's the best part we're trying to close on this house in the uh end of january so whatever needs to be done a plumber's trying to get out there in the you know the end of january <laughs> trying to dig up concrete and lay new pipe Piping, you know, what wonderful, wonderful winner, work to ask yeah. the plumber to do at the end of January, you know, on two days notice because they just thought it was going to pass and this all could have been avoided had they ordered it up front and gotten it done up front. And a lot of times these boroughs, just like everyone else, are backed up. You know, right after we came out of COVID, I had to get, um, I had a house in Peters Township that needed a camera test uh, and a dye test done. And thank God I got it on the books because they were like five to six weeks out because they were backed up because they weren't doing it during COVID. So I needed to get it on the books because they were so far behind with everything that was going on. So get it done because if it's good for one, two, three years, you've got the chance of it being good, um, you know, well past when you're planning on closing on the, on the house. And again, if there's anything that fails, albeit the die test, camera test, or occupancy inspection, you've got a chance to repair it without being rushed or flustered um, or having to pay, um, what are they called, uh, a rush rush fees or emergency yes, fees because yeah. you're asking a plumber to come out at yeah. 8 o'clock on a Friday night yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. A, a pound, what, what's, what's, what's the ounce of prevention? Is it's worth a pound of cure. A pound of, pound of cure. Yeah. Um, and uh, so any, any final sort of sum, summation here? Um, 
about what uh, about about this topic. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. Um, and anybody who's listened to Dave Ramsey knows that the biggest criticism he gets is he's got seven basic principles he lives by, and he teaches those day in and day out. And people must be thinking, surely, Dave, there's no way you could make a career out of repeating the same seven things over and over <laughs> and over and over again. And yet here we are, 20 years into 30 years into an illustrious career. And this man is worth millions of dollars. I don't know what his net worth is, but I know he has said on his show several times, he owns $200 million just in real estate investments. The man's worth a lot of money and he's made a lot of money repeating the same seven things over and over and over and over again. For me, I know this sounds familiar. We have talked about all of this. There was nothing new on today's podcast episode. In fact, most of this episode was repeated from an episode we did literally just a month ago called Ho Ho Home Buying, Selling, and Tips for the Holidays uh, to prep you for the spring market or whatever the hell we called it. The idea being is that this is nothing new, but if you're planning on jumping into the spring market, you know what needs to do. And like Nike, you now just, you need to just do it. Do it. That's right. Just do it. Get it done because it needs to be done. And speaking of getting it done, there's a phone number you can call to get started today, whether you are buying or selling. And that is the Jason Wilcox hotline. <laughs> it's not a 1-800 number, despite what some people may say. Uh, seriously, though, uh, Jason's uh, he's he's ready to go. He needs some notice. So this is not a, you don't want to like call like two days before you want to get you want to get the ball rolling now. Get get on his radar and get some conversations going. Uh, you want to get a hold of Jason at 412-651-4638. You can call or text or email Jason Wilcox at Pittsburgh moves dot Calm. Um, don't dilly dally. That's the thing here. Just, just, just go out there. Start. You know, it's it's like trying to eat an elephant. You know, but we've given you we you have all the <laughs> tips. We told you everything you need to do. Get started. But just call Jason. He he he's really good at hand holding you through it. He knows he knows this isn't something you do every day, but it's something he does every day. So this is why you definitely want to get a hold of him. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks. For, this is our kickoff for uh, 2022. I think it was a great show, and we'll catch you all on the next really real real estate podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.